Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I have committed to bringing forward um, uh, some proposals in the fall that would support business in ways that, as I say, will allow them to uh, go through this transition. Restaurant owners in particular have talked to me about other fees that they pay, other things that come off their, uh, off their uh, payroll checks. Some of, the, some of the fees that they pay to some of the, uh, you know, to the LCBO, for example. As I listened to uh, the Premier of Ontario, I um, I just got the feeling that it sounded a lot like I made a mistake. Sounded a lot like I made a mistake with a hydro. But we'll fix it by uh, amortizing the, uh, the money that we owe over another thousand years. And cost you billions more, but we'll reduce your immediate hydro bills by, you know, a few bucks a month. And by the time the election rolls around in 2018, you'll have completely forgotten about the fact that we screwed you. And that we had uh, poor people in the province not having any light, not having any heat, having sump pumps that failed because the electricity was turned off, and then they had a flooded basement, and their homes were wrecked. Premier Wynne wasn't aware of that. She wasn't. But so far, she's still running again in 2018 to be the premier of the province of Ontario. And between them, Dalton McGinty and Kathleen Wynne have the most abject record of financial mismanagement of a province since the era of Bob Ray. Mr. Ray managed to take the accumulated debt for the province of Ontario between 1867 and 1990 when he became premier and double it over the five years that he was in power. Kathleen Wynne and Dalton McGinty have managed to make Ontario the most indebted sub-sovereign um, identity or reality or constituency in the world. But she's got a plan. She's got a plan. And you better not argue with Kathleen Wynne because she's going to insult you. When there was questions about uh, the vetting process of, of the federal government bringing Syrians into the country, uh, we were all racists, those of us who disagreed with her. Speaking of uh, refugees, next hour, I'll be speaking with Dr. Cheryl Bernard. She wrote a piece on thenationalinterest.org. Quote, this is the headline, I've worked with refugees for decades. Europe's Afghan crime wave is mind-boggling. One of her books, called uh, Civil Democratic Islam, was found in Osama bin Laden's library during the U.S. Navy SEAL's raid on his compound where bin Laden was killed. So Dr. Cheryl Bernard will be with us, as will uh, the former vice president of the Swiss People's Party. The Swiss people in 2014, thanks to their referendum process, made the decision for their government 
that they didn't want mass migration into Switzerland. They have the right to do that. The Swiss people have the right to tell the government what to do. You know that from shows we've done in the past. The government by this year had to have made it federal legislation. We'll find out from Mr. Stamm whether the government has actually done what constitutionally they're required to do. All right, we've talked a lot, or we've talked some, about Patrick Brown, the leader of the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party. And we've questioned whether Mr. Brown has been sufficiently visible, whether he's done enough, whether he's been outspoken enough, whether he's been challenging enough to handle Kathleen Wynne and uh, the New Democrats, or whether he's been just AWOL, absent without leave. The people who are suggesting, I've suggested on this program, it may be a strategy, don't be uh, too far out there in public opinion a year or so before an election. I, I don't buy into that. I think Patrick Brown has a tremendous opportunity to um, score some significant points now and Kathleen Wynne, just, like, just now, I mean, the, the clips we played for you. He's got a great opportunity. Um, on Twitter, on my Twitter account. Could we ask the other studio to turn the bass down, please? On my Twitter account, um, shocked and dismayed, tweeted, the election is not far off, so the time for criticizing him is now. Then we can reelect when? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, and then uh, capitalists at large suggested this. I think Mr. Brown may like this. All he needs to win is 8 to 10 electronic billboard signs near highways showing Ontario's debt and uh, rising uh, rising debt and uh, family debt. Patrick Brown joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll also take your calls at 800-263-2428. And you can ask your questions of Patrick Brown. You can also, uh, you know, decide to let him know whether he's doing enough to garner your vote. Tough times to be a politician, isn't it, uh, Mr. Brown? Everybody's at you. Well, I, I still love public service, and it's great to be back on uh, on your show. Um, but you're right, this is a very important election. We're 10 months away, uh, and I can tell you, I'm uh, working my tail off going around the province. Uh, I've already done uh, four events today talking about why we need change in Ontario, because I'm not, I'm not going to settle for an Ontario that's a have-not province that gets equalization payments, and that where families are struggling to make ends meet. We're going to change that, we're going to fix this, and we're working very hard at that. So, first of all, would you, uh, would you vehemently oppose the suggestion that you haven't been as visible, haven't been as, as, uh, as outspoken, or, or not as quotable as you might be? Well, I, I'm sure there's some liberal strategists who are hoping for me to say some sensational comments that will be on the front page of the paper, um, but I'm not interested in catering to their campaign plan. I'm going to be reasonable, pragmatic, and do what's best uh, to get Ontario back on track. And I understand this. Listen, they've got the leaders of government. They've just increased government advertising by $32 million, up to $57 million. They've taken away the Auditor General's powers to that government advertising. So they're using your money, Roy, to campaign. They're using your money uh, for partisan purposes. Um, I'm not doing that. Uh, I don't want to do that. We're doing it the old-fashioned way, which is showing up from barbecue to parade, uh, from uh, rally uh, to uh, rotary club, uh, explaining why this government is not taking Ontario down the right path. Mm. And governments can do that. They can take public money and they can use it to their own advantage. It's, 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 um, it's unethical, in my view. But so many of them 
in fact, do that. Now, the Liberals send out regular email attacks on you. They challenge what you say, and they claim you can't back up the attacks that you uh, lead on them. And the people of Ontario also, of course, need to remember what you said and what you committed to in order for the Liberals' email attacks to fail. So it seems to me the Liberals have been perhaps a little more effective or more significantly more effective in getting their anti-Patrick Brown message out than the progressive conservatives have been attacking Kathleen Wynne. Well, you know, I, I, I actually disagree with that uh, uh, assertion. And you're looking at a premier right now who has the lowest public approval rating in Ontario history. Even if it's gone up one or two points, it's still the lowest that it's ever been. And frankly, the best barometer of where this government is, is look at yeah, here and we go again. Did all this sin, all this attack, all this, you know, mudslinging on me rather than defending their own record. And Roy, I get why they don't want to talk about their own record. Who would want to talk about five OPC investigations and 350,000 lost manufacturing jobs? So in the by-election, a seat that we hadn't won since I was two years old in Sault Ste. Marie, we won convincingly. And it's not just that by-election. We've never won this many by-elections at any point in our party uh, our party's modern history. It, there's something happening out there, Roy, and that families right now are fed up with this government, and they want reasonable, thoughtful change. And you know, when I'm when I'm going around Ontario, I, I talk to a small business, and, and they're telling me that they're struggling right now to stay afloat, whether it's hydro rates or red tape or these new radical labor changes. My worry right now is that people are struggling to stay afloat in Ontario, and the same old broken left wing policies aren't going to work. Well, look at uh, Kathleen Wynne has been the architect of her own uh, disaster. You and your party and the Democrats haven't had a whole lot to do with that. She's been quite competent in, in you know, in, in making a mess of her well, own I, of I, her I, own I, house. I, I would disagree with that a little bit in the sense that the Green Energy Act was propped up by the NDP. We could have stopped that in the minority parliament, but the NDP went along with it. And the most recent budget, the NDP voted on. You know, there's the same old policies of the Liberals and NDP. Frankly, I think a lot of people can say is Kathleen Wynne is the first NDP premier since Bob Ray. So, see what I'm what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you, Mr. Brown. What I'm saying to you is the things that you're saying it to me now. Saying to me now, the the, the enthusiasm and the passion that you're displaying now is exactly what people want. Maybe on a Monday to Friday basis from you. That may be a big ask. But people want to remember what it is Patrick Brown is pissed off about and what Patrick Brown is going to change and how he's going to change it. If you, if you tell me you're going to just make things better, I don't know what that means because every politician well, tells me that and things well, continue to get worse. Well, Roy, I'm, I'm laughing a little bit when you said Monday to Friday. I haven't had a weekend off in three years, so my, my schedule is Monday. I don't know. I, I'm just talking, yeah. about, I'm just talking <laughs> about the enthusiasm and the passion of the message. Let me ask you. The, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question: Do you find? Do you think that the media in the province of Ontario are more favorably disposed toward the Win Liberals and the NDP than they are to you and the Progressive Conservatives? Is there an immediate reluctance to give you as much credit, credibility, coverage as they give the other parties? Well, you know, I, I I'm not going to talk about it, uh, and, and I don't complain about it. But the reality is that I think it is a a fair assumption to make that uh, the mainstream media have, uh, uh, frankly, been more critical of conservatives that uh, have uh, done a lot of the government's uh, bidding. 
um, listen, the front page of the Toronto Star a lot of times will be promoting the government. Uh, you know, once in a while there'll be a time column for uh, the Conservatives, but I think we both know it's few and far between, and I, it just means i got to work harder, meet more Ontarians, uh, and, uh, and, and get out around this province telling people why we can do better. You've got to make headlines. Yeah. You've got to make headlines, Mr. Brown. You've got to give headlines. Well, past Conservative leaders have made headlines, um, but in the wrong way. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily uh, committed to having to make sensational headlines. I want to make sure the policies I'm fighting for, the ideas I'm fighting for, the speeches I'm giving in town halls across this province are about real tangible ways to get Ontario back on track. And that, I can talk to you, Roy, uh, all day long. All right, I want you to hold on, please. It's one 800 263 2428, 1-800-263-2428. We've had a tremendous amount of attention paid to Alberta with the merger of Wild Rose and the Progressive Conservatives. Their leaders, uh, respectively, uh, Brian Jean, who was on the air with us last weekend, and Jason Kenney, of course, have had national profiles for quite some time, Mr. Kenney particularly. There was a tremendous amount of interest paid into the British Columbia election with the... Uh, I'm not comfortable with what's going on in B.C. with that government setup. But it is what it is. But there's a lot of attention paid. Kathleen Wynne gets headlines. She says, well, I'm going to fix things with the $15 minimum wage. And right away, it's a headline story. My question, now let me ask you, to, to you tell Patrick Brown, if you're a conservative or likely to think of voting for the progressive conservatives, is Patrick Brown and the progressive conservative party, they need to change this to just call themselves conservatives. Is Patrick Brown and the Progressive Conservative Party doing enough to generate interest, sufficient interest, that people pay attention to what they're saying and would immediately start to think of them as being the next government of Ontario? Or are they just too far below the radar as far as you're concerned? Is Kathleen Wynne taking advantage of the fact that Mr. Brown and his party are not as visible as I think they should be. He disagrees. Fair enough. We'll put your calls on uh, for Patrick Brown when we come back on The Roy Green Show. Standing up for the little guy for the greater good. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. to bringing forward um, uh, some proposals in the fall that would support business in ways that, as I say, will allow them to uh, go through this transition. What did she say? What did, what do I, what did the Premier say? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Premier Wynne, you're welcome on the program anytime. Glad Patrick Brown is with us. The uh, Progressive Conservative Party leader. And all I said was we'd like to talk to him about what I consider to be less visibility than the uh, the PC leader requires in order to do what he wants to do, and that's win the next election. And I'll give you credit, uh, all the credit in the world, Mr. Brown. Uh, you didn't hesitate for a second. Jack in Newmarket, go ahead, please. Thank you very much, Roy. Uh, yeah. Good afternoon, Patrick. Um, Good afternoon. I, I have to say, I'm a staunch conservative. I've been involved provincially, federally for many years. I even met you prior to you uh, 
getting involved in uh, Barry Council. My concern is, after leaving numerous voicemails, I sent you an email. I left information at your constituency office, at your Queen's Park office, and said I wanted to talk about some of the issues that were facing the people in our riding, especially after the individual who had been nominated. And over a course of maybe three or four months, I've persisted, but I haven't heard a peep from you. And I'm saying, if you're not going to talk with an individual who is very supportive of conservative values and entrepreneurial uh, issues that need to be addressed... Okay, I got it. Jack, 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 we've got it. Hold on. No, 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 we've got your point. We've got your point, Jack. Just hang on. Go ahead, Patrick. Give him an answer. what's, uh, What's going on here? Because you know there's been a lot of talk about you not being fair as far as the nomine- the potential nominees for the party is concerned. Now, when first of all, we have a unique problem in the fact that people actually want to run for our party. Right now, with NDP and the Liberals, it's acclamations because they can't find people to run. We've never had this amount of people wanting to run. Um, we've now done double background checks on candidates wanting to run. We, it's caused huge membership growth. We've gone from we have now more members in the PC party than ever in the party's history by a country mile. Uh, and because there was members like this who were calling in complaining about these giant nominations that were becoming divisive, as party leader, um, I don't get involved in these internal debates. But what I yeah, but don't you think? Don't you yeah, think no, Jack no, deserves? No, don't you think Jack no, deserves no, a no, response? He's going to talk right over you, Roy. I'm so, sick and tired of politicians yeah. who don't listen to people who who haven't got the common courtesy to return a call. So he's going to be like that before the election. What's he going to be like when he's in the the chair? Yeah, so neither of you have let me finish. If, if I no, no, why well, finish? So, you haven't addressed okay. my question. Okay. My well, question have, have, is, why have haven't you returned yet. my so, calls? Yeah, so, uh, so let me finish. Uh, what I did as party leader when we had these um, divisive nominations, exciting big nominations, is I took the extraordinary step of calling in PWC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, to Will you return any sure. calls? Will um, you return my okay. call? All right, Jack, Jack, have Jack, I have th- yeah. Jack, I have yeah. 30 seconds left on the half hour. It's a fair question. Yeah. So, uh, Roy, if it's, a question, if it's a call about a nomination, uh, about something to do with the nomination, then we, they, they can take that concern to PWC or the party executive, because I don't get involved in... Well, I think uh, Patrick. I think I think somebody should have returned Jack's call. He he made every reasonable effort to try to get through to somebody. Now hold on, we're going to have to come back. Don't go away, Mister Brown. The clock always wins. It's eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty eight is the number. Patrick Brown is my guest. Hey, if it gets a little hot with politics, that's the way it ought to be. We'll come right back. Big stories and even bigger guests. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Politics Hour 1 with Patrick Brown, the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario. Mr. Brown has agreed to answer questions about his visibility and the uh, the steps that he's taken so far in, uh, well, becoming the successor 
to Kathleen Wynne as the Premier of Ontario. Kira Maggi will be joining us in about 10 minutes' time, the head of Main Street Polling. And uh, we'll talk to Kira about what uh, it looks like now nationally and uh, provincially in this country as far as voters are concerned. Let's get to uh, Diana in Toronto, and she has a question for uh, Patrick Brown. Hi, Diana. Go ahead, please. First of all, Patrick, you really have to listen to Roy Green and get out there and fight because my daughter didn't even know who you were. She's um, what people work. A lot of them don't question. have time to follow politics like I do. So uh, I finally told her, you know, you had a small ad on TV, and she said, "Oh, that's Patrick Brown." So, but anyway, the reason I'm calling is about carbon tax. Now they did a survey. I think the Tax Association did a survey. And um, that carbon tax is, could be the uh, winning clincher of that election. I think your PC party is against the carbon tax. Why can't you do something about getting a rid of some of that carbon tax? We're talking a lot more money than she's saying. The company, all companies are passing that carbon tax on to the consumer. Each person in Canada is paying at least 1500 to $2,000 extra taxes. And what is she doing with that money? It's all... All right, Diana, let's hold on a second. Okay. Now let's get to Patrick Brown on the question okay. of the carbon tax. People don't like it. People don't want it. People are not in favor of it. You can look at what is done in British Columbia, Patrick. It hasn't accomplished what uh, then-Premier uh, Clark said it would accomplish. The Australians got rid of theirs in 2014 because they said it was a drag on the national economy and the individual economies of families and businesses. You've expressed support for the idea of a carbon tax. Where do you stand? First of all, I couldn't hear the question, but by based on your description, I can tell it's about the carbon tax. Yeah, where do you stand? There. Um, I've said very clearly that we're going to dismantle Kathleen Wynne's cap and trade. Uh, it is a cash grab. It's a $1.9 billion cash grab. And by the way, it's just a revenue tool. They say it's about the environment, but they're taking advantage of people's goodwill on the environment. And the worst part of cap and trade, and the reason I'm going to dismantle it, that we have to buy green credits from California and Quebec by 2030, we will have to buy two billion dollars of green credit. No, no, I get that. And we've talked about this, but what are yeah. you going? To, what are you going to do? And so, what I said is, if there's a national mandate and we have to have a carbon price, whatever Justin Trudeau forces us to collect, I will give back to the people every single cent because I don't want to take advantage of people's goodwill and environment. Why don't you? Why don't you join Brad Wall in a in a court challenge to the to the carbon tax? Why well, and. By the time I'm premier, it's already going to be there. We expect the court challenge to have been uh, unsuccessful. But what I've said, if, if, we, if there's a national framework that we have to abide by, every single cent will be returned to the public. We're not going to take advantage of people's goodwill and environment. It should not be a revenue grab for government. Okay, let's go back to what we were talking about just before the break of the half hour. And I, I, I have to give you the opportunity to say what... No, hold on. I'm, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say what you want to say about the criticism that you've received for stage directing the nominations for candidates for the party. So let me say very clearly, I was a little bit disappointed I, I couldn't finish my response. I said, when there's an appeal... When, when the party's conducting an appeal and it's observed by PwC, it'd be inappropriate for me to get involved. We let the appeal process take place. There are representatives from the riding from the party uh, that uh, observe this process. And um, in the end, I believe it's a fair process. I think we've nominated 78 great candidates. But I'll tell you something, Roy. A lesson that I've um, 
been given from former prime ministers and premiers, and that that's make sure you do your vetting. You know, I, I, I look at the last federal election uh, where Prime Minister Harper lost pressure campaign days. Things came up about a guy that peed in a cup and someone that had a YouTube video. So I doubled down. I said, not only are we going to do one vetting, we're going to do two vettings to make sure that no one has anything in their past that I cannot defend during the campaign. And I, I, and I tell you what, if there are times when we've had to disqualify candidates, but it's based on reasons that we've done our due diligence. I have to build a government. I, I have to have confidence in all those individuals that are running for MPP. And I can tell you, of the candidates nominated, none of them are there gonna, there's going to be issues with. And so, um, yes, we've had to make some hard decisions. Yes, we've had to disqualify candidates. But it's to make sure we don't give... So, so, you're, so, you're, so, you're saying, so you're saying then that everyone who was disqualified had issues you would have trouble with? Absolutely. All right. Anne in London. Go ahead, please, Anne. Oh, hello? Hi, go ahead. You're on the air. Oh, thank you. Yes, Patrick, I'm wondering why you voted with Kathleen Wynne with the so-called Islamophobia motion. Because let me tell you, it is not a phobia to be against barbaric cultural practices like pedophile marriages, All right. female okay. genital okay. mutilation. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm not, not going to get into pedophilia and... But what about M? What about M one hundred and three, Patrick? What about this whole idea about Islamophobia? Are, uh, th- th- there is some real concern about the, about the agenda that is behind the motivation for this motion. Yeah. So, Roy, at the same time uh, that there was a federal motion, the provincial liberal government put forward a similar but different motion of their own. And what I said at the time is I was going to support their motion because hate is hate is hate, and I don't care. If you're Hindu, if you're Muslim, if you're Jewish, if you're Catholic like me, it doesn't matter what your religion is. In Ontario and in Canada, we should never tolerate hate. And, and Roy, we passed similar motions for hate against Jewish people, for hate against uh, Chinese uh, Canadians, for hate against Tamil Canadians, and why I would be against hate for one group and not be against hate just because someone's of Muslim faith, uh, for me, would be inconsistent. And um, I'm proud of a Canada that yeah, but isn't there, Patrick, hasn't it become almost uh, problematic that sometimes if, if somebody expresses an opinion, that becomes hateful when it's only an opinion, and it clearly would be protected under freedom of expression in our Constitution. People are now becoming afraid to speak, and that is something that we have to absolutely make sure does not happen. I don't think people are generically... Uh, hateful. There are some people who are, but it's not generically the case. I'm going to be talking next hour with uh, with a with a woman who has worked um, for years with refugees, and will be talking to us about an Afghan refugee and migrant crime wave in uh, in Europe. And somebody could turn around and say, "Well, that's hateful." Well, no, it isn't. Well, Roy, on the provincial motion, it's very clear that it would be nothing to infringe uh, freedom of speech. I, uh, completely uh, support freedom uh, of speech, like all Canadians do. Uh, it, it came after the horrific uh, attack at a Quebec mosque to show solidarity with a community that was, uh, that was uh, you know, feeling um, a, a lot of fear. And it, it, why, when we denounce hate for other religions, denounce hate uh, um, numerous times in the legislature, why, why wouldn't we hear? And uh, um, I don't care if it's popular or not, uh, 
Yeah, well, the the situation in Quebec City, and we talked about it at the time, was horrific. But at the same time, don't forget that 40,000, I think it was the number, maybe it's more, maybe it's a little less, Syrian refugees came to this country, and they didn't come to this country because the federal government was particularly capable and opened up the doors and the houses and provided homes and welcoming for these people from Syria. It was the average Canadian. It was small-town communities. It was church groups. It was business organizations. It was just a group of families on a block. That's the kind of thing that we should be looking at as far as general Canadian attitude is concerned. Not. Not some, not some bloody maniac who, uh, you know, he doesn't represent this country. Yeah, he doesn't represent right. Canadians. He doesn't represent you. He doesn't represent me. No, Canadians are decent, caring, generous people. Absolutely. Absolutely we are. So you're going to win next year? We're going to work hard and we're going to make sure we do because Ontario can't afford it if, if we don't. It's, uh, it's a giant mess. It's a cesspool of ethical lapses at Queen's Park. And the reason I'm working my heart out, Roy, is I think of my nephew right now. My, my nephew, always one year, one year old, just turned one, and he owes $23,000 because he's born in Kathleen Wins, Ontario. We better win. We need to get this problem uh, uh, back in shape. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, you knew we were going to ask you questions. You didn't duck, you didn't run, and that's, uh, that's a good thing. We haven't heard Andy from the Premier. Yeah. Well, we'll call you again. Thank you, Patrick. Okay, thank All you. All the best. Patrick Brown, leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Canada. So how does he look? to a national pollster. How does he look to a national pollster who also takes the pulse of provinces? Kito Maggi is the CEO of Main Street Research. They're very good at what they do, and we'll talk to him when we come back.